This is Secrets to Win Big, your roadmap to sustained growth. Brought to you by Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, brand whisperer, top brand growth driver, and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. Find him at zenmango.com. And now, here's your host, Arjun Sen. Welcome to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. This is Arjun. And it's a pleasure to share with you secrets about winning, not just winning, but about winning big. Like all of us like to win, but winning big puts us all on the path of sustaining wins over and over again. And the very fact each one of us are different is truly an honor and pleasure to share with you and bring you amazing insights from leaders from all walks of life and all over the world. So today in that spirit, I'm really fortunate to have a conversation and share it with you with Seth Green. Seth is a nationally recognized direct response marketing expert. Okay? And to me, I think you know, some of us are experts, but then there's Seth Green who not only is an expert, but also practices the craft to get to results. And a simple proof of that is he's the founder of Market Domination LLC, one of the fastest growing direct response marketing firms in US. He's also the author of not one, not two, eight best-selling marketing books. And especially if you look at his, market, his book, Marketing Domination for Podcasting is on the shelves at a Barnes & Noble, Target, or Walmart near you. Again, this is very important because Anybody can write a book in today's world, but getting the book in front, that again is a proof of this man's brilliance of direct response. Talking a little bit about him is he also has a very successful podcast, number six rated podcast in 2019. And I would bet this year, the number will just go up. He has the Shark Tenure podcast with Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington, and also Sharkpreneur Financial Service Edition. He has been interviewed, you know, on the news, on big name public, you know, sorry, TV, like NBC, CBS, Inc. Magazine, Fortune Magazine, and has been on CBS Money Watch. And to me, as I started reflecting on his proven credentials and accomplishments, only way that I can describe you is the man who plays in prime time. I, I like that. And that's Seth Green. Seth Green, welcome to Secrets to Win Big, my friend. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. I'm super excited to share with your audience. So Seth, I just want to first right away get into your work in direct response marketing. What are some of the biggest impacts in your career that you can share? And also what's the success to getting those big impact every time? I think the biggest way, the secrets to getting the big impact is thinking about the ripple effect. So, so often we think about one client at a time, one sale at a time, one podcast at a time. And it's really about the ripple effect. It's about how many people might hear the show, how many people might share it with others. Instead of one client, could we represent one entire industry? Instead of one financial advisor, one chiropractor, one physical bricks and mortar location, 
could we take the marketing that works for them and replicate it across the entire industry? And instead of helping hundreds of people, help thousands, tens of thousands, or hundreds of thousands of people. I think some examples of that ripple effect are some of my favorite stories. We, uh, at one point earlier in the year, were working with a chain of stem cell clinics for regenerative medicine. And we would, before COVID hit last year and the beginning part of this year, we would fill their seminar rooms with prospective patients where they would then offer their services and educate them about what stem cells could do. And we had testimonials. I mean, my favorite one is literally a gentleman who said, uh, my neuropathy pain was so bad. I couldn't even put on a shirt in the morning. I was literally three days. I was literally going to take my own life. But I saw the ad. I came to the seminar. I got the treatment and you gave me my life back. And like my wife isn't a widow. I get to watch my kids grow up and it totally it saved my life. And I think, wow, we reached not just him, but we probably were saving thousands of lives that didn't bother to tell us. But I think um, whether it's a alternative health program or a financial services program where someone's able to retire or sleep at night because of us, or we're helping with health conditions, or we're helping our business owner clients grow and help take their business to the next level by helping them help more people. I think all of that adds up and it's why I get up in the morning. I love that. And to me, most of us in a world we take, for you to even if you all impacted one person's life, I really think that itself is obscenely large and it's a real impact, like that level of impact. And as you talked about ripple, ripple effect, it's not one person, it's so many people are going through it and connecting to that end is really priceless. So now not only do I have to call you prime time, but also real impact through ripples, that's really priceless. Oh, geez, I was gonna, this is worth the price of admission for me that I didn't have to pay because you're coming up with some awesome stuff. So I think it's very easy when somebody has the impact to reflect on it and go through that. So now let's go to the bestseller podcast, you know, on marketing domination for podcast, the book. Uh, it's very impressive, you know, so many, again, as I mentioned that each one of us are aspiring authors, a lot of us get into the self-publishing, but getting to the shelves as Barnes & Noble, Target and Walmart not only talks about the proof of concept of the book, but also you knowing and getting the book to everyone who wants to. So what are, first of all, I want to know a little bit about the book. Can you share some key messages that people, if they pick up the book and read, what would they leave with? Sure, absolutely. And I, I wrote that book, honestly, par partially for myself, because I was deciding, I was trying to, I was interviewing some of the top podcasters in the world. And I was trying to find out how they grew their audience, how they helped people, and how they monetized their audience, how they made money being a podcaster. And I really realized that a lot of them were following the traditional podcasting business model, which was get enough downloads that you could sell advertising on your site, uh, on your show, get ads, get sponsorships and make money like a traditional radio show would. And I realized that a lot of our clients were never gonna get hundreds of thousands or millions of downloads. They might be a local business, they might be a professional practice, they might be an author, a speaker, a coach, consultant, but they weren't gonna have that kind of reach. So mm -hmm. I had to reinvent the business model and think backwards and say, what if they only get a hundred listeners? What if they only get a thousand? Is there a way for them to make money without having to take a second job trying to sell advertising? And so I invented a way 
that you could literally make money with a podcast with a tiny, tiny, tiny number of listeners. Our, our first guinea pig other than me was one of our, our, our first podcasting client generated a substantial amount of revenue when his first episode only had nine people who listened to it. It was just the right nine people and one of them wrote a big check. So I, I, I did the book selfishly for myself to learn what the best in the industry had to offer. I figured out that everyone was doing the same thing, which means there was an opportunity to go the opposite direction and it worked out and it's turned into our done for you dream 50 podcast service that we've been doing for years with great results to increase our everyone's ripple effect. Well, another impact and what I really like is you made this universal. Like most of us start our podcast. I remember when I did my first podcast, I was looking forward to the first download. Okay. One download means, hey, you know. It wasn't your wife or your staff, right? Yes. And absolutely. And to me, it meant that at least the first step was taken. But I really think that for anybody who is even thinking of a podcast, this becomes so relevant because it's universal making money for every scenario from day one and that whole example of find the right few people even when nine people you can make money i really think that is a promise which could be the ultimate teaser for the book like to me how can you not pick up the book right now i think i'm gonna have to write another book um and i might just have to use your title real impact through ripples <laughs> It's all yours, my friend. It's absolutely, you earned it. And so here's, I also want to ask you a little bit about your secret to writing and publishing books because one is a lot, two is obscene, eight successful. That means there's something you know. What's the secret to writing and publishing? Uh, the secret's to not write it. So I wrote the first couple myself. I typed every word. And as you know, it's painful and it takes a long time. And I realized that there was a better way, which I didn't invent. Mm -hmm. I arguably got from Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, which he interviewed 500 people and wrote a book about it. And it's probably the best-selling personal development success book of all time. And I said, I can interview other people. I'm doing it now. Why don't I turn those interviews into chapters in a book? And so the probably the latest last four books I've written have all been interview books where I interviewed people and turned that into a book. And it's the end result of our done for you service that turns other people's podcasts into books. And I think it works really well because again, it's contrarian. If you write the book yourself, if I write every word, I'm the only person who cares. I'm going to market it, but I'm going to be the only one who does that. Whereas if I have 10 or 12 other people who are in the book with me, they're going to promote my book because they're in it and it makes them look good. And then the rising tide lifts all boats and I've captured all of their audiences, not just my own, and it becomes much more successful. Love that. And again, it goes back to ripples. So now you have created 12 different ripples and each one of them have an incentive and they have literally what you've created is a book, which is in a public domain, 12 shareholders instead of one person creating, caring about the book. So that's a great concept. Thank you. So from there, I want to go an extension of the book, which is your podcast, another area where, you know, having a top 10 podcast, number six, huge. 
So what was the vision? What was the purpose of the podcast? Because I have done a few interviews before I started my podcast. I haven't got that much clarity for too many people. And I'm really excited to ask, learn from you what your purpose of the podcast was. So just to set up my friend. Sure. So actually mine was accidental. It was not intentional. So I had interviewed uh, 15 marketers that I wanted to learn from people that were business owners that were marketing their business really well to Madison Avenue ad agency executives that handled the NFL and AT&T and, and, and accounts of that size. And I just wanted to learn from them and write a book about it. And I had recorded those interviews and transcribed them and edited them for the book. And around that time, I think it was about seven years ago, I started listening to podcasts seriously. And I had the epiphany that every podcast I liked the Matt, the most was someone interviewing somebody else. And mm -hmm. I said, I just did 15 of these interviews. I wonder if I could air it as a podcast and if anything would come out of it. So I made a bunch of mistakes. I aired the unedited raw interview footage. There was like, you could hear the, it was on freeconferencecall.com. Zoom didn't exist. You could hear the phone ring. You could hear Mr. Jones. Great. Thanks so much for doing this. Here's what we're going to talk about. There was no sound quality, no intro, no outro, no music, no editing, no nothing. And the first 10 or 15 reviews were, oh my God, the audio production is awful. But if you can get through that, there's some really good content there. And my phone started ringing and I said, maybe I'm onto something. Maybe we should do this on purpose. So I hired people. We made it a real show and applied our marketing magic to it. And it took off. And then a couple of years ago, I had the good fortune to get Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank to be my co-host. And that opened up. We were doing okay. We were doing pretty well before that. But obviously that kind of took us into the stratosphere because he have an, he has an audience that is way bigger than mine. And we got to piggyback on that by having him as a co-host. Awesome. So to me, you talked about, you know, mistakes as you're listening to what are some of the common mistakes people make when they start doing podcasts? You talked about audio, of course, any others that jump out? I think they don't do it mm -hmm. uh, at all. I think they quit way too soon. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, there's a couple hundred thousand unactive podcasts that were aired and then stopped airing. And I think that's a shame that those people gave up. And I think the biggest mistake is not having a strategic vision for the show. I think if your goal, you have to define why you're doing it in the first place. And it has to be in our opinion, we call it a direct response podcast. So every episode to me is trackable. I have a goal going in. Are we interviewing this person because I want access to their audience? Are we interviewing this person because Kevin wants a deal, wants to buy part of a company? Are we interviewing this person because I want them as a client and I want them to hire us and I'm starting a relationship with the show? Or are we interviewing this person because they know people that we need to, that we want to get introduced to? So we kind of have a process and a goal for every episode and it's trackable and we can determine if it worked or not. And if so, how much revenue we generated from it which is ultimately to me, I mean, getting your message out is great, but ultimately I can't deposit downloads in my bank account. I need a check. So mm -hmm. I think the, if you have a purpose for every show and every episode beyond just doing it to do it, you'll stick with it a lot longer because you'll see results a lot faster. You'll make money, you'll help more people. And that ripple effect will work to your benefit. I love that. And to me, I think what you also mentioned here that really resonated with me was the right goal and purpose. You know, downloads, I think, work great for a short-term ego boost. 
But yeah, it's I, a vanity metric. It's a vanity metric the same way I think writing a book, you know, I did the math on how many books do I have to sell to make $10,000. A lot of, book. it's so much easier to have a back end. I just did an interview for a, I, I did a webinar, I think it was an hour, hour and a half. And that email was sent out to 50,000 self-published authors um, from a company that helps self-published authors. And one of the things I taught on that was the same conversation I had with my wife, whose book came out earlier this year. And she's an Amazon bestseller. And she said, when does the money start rolling in? And I laughed and I said, it doesn't. You're, unless you, you're not going to make much money selling your book. The biggest thing is this is why we put you an online funnel for the book to build your list because Amazon's customers aren't yours and mm -hmm. why we offer upsells after they buy the book where people can go further with you and pay you more money because even if you got a 70% royalty on a $20 book, that's not very much money. But if the next step after the book is a 97, $197, $297,000 product, all of a sudden you don't have to sell too many of those to start making real money. And of course, you cannot tease us without telling us a little bit more about the title of the book and do a little bit of, you know, show and tell about your wife's amazing book. Tell us a little bit. Sure. More. Uh, so my wife is a top 100 mommy blogger. She just crossed, she doesn't know this as the day we're airing this, but she was, she just crossed 3 million video views. Um, her book is called Whiny Palooza and her parenting blog is whinypalooza.com and she's on Facebook as Whiny Palooza Parenting and she just launched the Whiny Palooza podcast a couple of weeks ago. So she is definitely my favorite client. Awesome. And I'm really, really excited and wish both of you even more amazing success. This is Thank so you. cool to see the glitter in your eyes as you were talking about your favorite client and it really warms all our hearts. Thank you. So I want to go back to some of your podcasts. This is little cheesy, little trivial. Any moments, memorable moments in podcasts sound in a standout, which were funny, hilarious, bizarre, anything that stand out? Sure, I'll give you a couple. So I had the good fortune uh, to, inter Kevin and I interviewed Russell Brunson, the founder of ClickFunnels, twice on our show. The first time I wanted to specifically interview him to ask him how he was growing ClickFunnels so fast because it went from zero to a hundred million in three years. Mm -hmm. And then the second time we had him back I, and I was having the challenge of how do I grow that fast? And then the second time we had him back, I wanted to ask him how he was hiring fast enough to support that growth. Cause mm -hmm. I was also having the issue of trying to hire fast enough to scale. So I got to learn a lot from both of those episodes. So those are two of my favorites. I think we've had some, amusing and entertaining and inspiring guests over the years. I, I, I think one of my favorite stories is uh, the wrestler, the Stone Cold Steve Austin mm -hmm. um, had said he wanted to do, was gonna do a podcast and he was gonna do what we call a rant show where one person talks the whole time, there's no guest. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, we hey, it's really hard to be interesting by yourself for that much time mm -hmm. and not have someone to play off of, even if it's a co-host, maybe you should do this. No, 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 I got years and years of stories from being on the road wrestling, I'm gonna be fine. And then the first episode, five minutes in, radio silence. Mm. I said, Steve, what happened? Um, and he said, well, uh, you're right. It's hard to be really interesting without yourself. I without by yourself, I went blank. At the very least, I need a co-host, someone to prompt me as to what to talk about. And that interview thing might not be a crazy idea too. So we've had the gamut of household name celebrities like the Holderness family who have hundreds of millions of video views. 
uh, to folks you've never heard of, but we're all we're interviewing all of them about what it takes to grow and scale a business to whatever the next level is for them. And mm -hmm. I learn something every single episode. Love that. I love that. And it's also tough to have a conversation with yourself. So to me, it's like in my household, when I do that, I just get funny looks after a few seconds. So I really think it's cool. Yes, I agree. So if you were not in this career and you did not become this world-class guru in direct response marketing, what do you think? You know, what would Seth Green would have done? You know, what else? I, I would have stayed a financial advisor, which I still own that business and still practice in it. It's just not a big percentage of my time anymore. I would have stayed a financial advisor and I would have done that. And on the side, I would have worked on becoming a screenwriter. Um, but that's probably, those are the two career paths. I would, I would have kept one to support the other. That's what I'd be doing if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now. Love that. So you're listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. Today, my VIP guest is Seth Green. Seth has spent a lifetime in tech, leading global teams. And as you start looking at is the big thing for Seth is he's the ripple effect. And that's what I really like is whether he's talking about direct sales, direct marketing, anything he's looking at, it's all about every impact that he's talking about is purposeful. And one thing, you know, I really have to say is what I'm learning from you is how to be a guest on a podcast, okay? Because I just feel that this to me is anyone who is listening, who wants to be a podcast guest, not just a host, they must listen to this episode because I love your content. I love the way you put humor and micro stories, but everyone finishes before it gets to too much of content. So I really love that part. Like that's a huge lesson, my friend. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I've obviously got a lot of practice doing both being on being on both sides of the mic. And we have a separate booking service where we not only where we produce the show for our clients, but we also get them booked on other shows. And we have a multiple Emmy award winning team that trains them on not only how to be a good interviewer, but how to be a good guest. So I've had some awesome help to learn along the way. So I'm just giving myself five points for spotting the superstar. Okay. You can have as many points as you want. Thank you. This last section is about rapid question, a rapid question and short three to seven answer, uh, word answers. Ready? Go. Okay. So first is let's go beyond. You are the leader. As a successful leader, what's your advice to anyone in any walk of life? Stop wasting time and start it yesterday whatever it is. Thank you. How do you define a big win? Uh, something that enhances our ripple effect, whether it's a relationship or financial. What's one reason companies fail to win big? They're boring. Their marketing doesn't stand out. They look the same as everybody else in their industry. Love it. I also love what you talked earlier is going after the wrong key performance indicator without connecting that also really resonated with me. So many leaders, you know, I work with, they completely rule out some obstacles, stop athletes I work with, remove the word no literally from their dictionary. What's a word not in your dictionary? Quitting. Okay. 
how do you, when you, you know, you're a human being, there are times you feel like you need to, so what's the one thing you do to go beyond and not quit? Remind myself of everything I have to appreciate and everything I'm thankful for and of the people that we can help if I do my job right. Thank you. So if Seth in 2020 could go back in time and meet that young Seth graduating from high school, what would be one advice you have for that kiddo? Relax, it's gonna be okay. Hire faster and build systems so that, that run without you sooner. And then with leaders, I find successful leaders, there's a process. Okay. For you, the ripple word, the purposeful results is all weaved in. And I don't think that happens by chance. So is there a ritual you have, how you start your workday, first thing, last thing that you are comfortable sharing? Absolutely. So I have, I use the Muse meditation headset. So I will do Muse at the moment. I do it first thing in the morning and last thing at night. Um, at the moment, I'm up to 13 minutes a day. Try, it measures your brain waves. So I will do that. I have a far infrared sauna in my basement that I'll go in for 15 minutes. And I will then also work out. Uh, I will do weights three times a week in the morning or I will go to my martial arts dojo where I study twice a week. So it's meditate, sauna, and then weights or martial arts before my workday starts. Wow. So if Seth Green interviews Seth Green on a podcast, what would be one question he would ask that I haven't asked yet? That's the question. That's literally the question is, what else do you want to share that I didn't think to ask you? Mm -hmm. And I would say that they, uh, we have a special offer for the Secrets to Win Big audience. If you go to marketdominationllc.com, you'll see a four minute, about a four minute sizzle reel there about who we are and what we do. And right next to that is a form where if they fill out, they'll go straight to my personal calendar and they can grab 15 minutes on my calendar. And I guarantee we can solve them, solve any marketing challenge they've gotten 15 minutes or less. And that's specifically for the win big audience at marketdominationllc.com. Love that. And to me, you know, all my listeners, you guys complain, I don't give you gifts. Here's the gift right <laughs> here. 15 minutes, any marketing challenge will get solved. And who will solve it for you? Seth Green himself. Seth, this is absolutely amazing. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for taking your time today. Thanks so much for being here. It was an honor. So to me, before we wrap this conversation, there were a few things that really hit home for me. One is I came in really awestruck by not only the man's concepts, but also whether it's a podcast or a book, anything he does, he takes it to the end users and does it in a big scale. And that's the reason I was not kidding when I talked about prime time. And I'm just leaving with a few key insights is one, have very clear purpose. Connect that purpose to what he talked about. Every podcast is a purpose. Huge learning for me. I had an overall purpose. What I learned from Seth today was no, every podcast has a special purpose, whether it's a reach or a content or a connection or business. You must have that because life has to be purposeful. The second is the whole concept of the ripple effect is measuring ripples, how many, and the impact of each. And finally, 
whether we are starting something or it's large, we can be successful from day one. And of course, the biggest thing of all was when Seth talked about his wife, his number one client, there was a little difference in his attitude. And I'm truly appreciative of that. Thank you all again for listening to Secrets to Win with Arjun Sen. Please subscribe, share, and review. And again, happy listening. Thank you. You've been listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, brand whisperer, top brand growth driver, and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. To learn more, visit www.zenmango.com. Share this podcast with your friends and subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.